1: Hello and welcome to the Gooners Talk, back again with you guys for another show and another episode of our Raw Reaction series, specifically the Arsenal News Show. Good morning, hope you're doing good, hope you're doing well. Good morning to everybody in the chat box joining us as per. Uh, let's jump in there and see what you guys are saying. Good morning to Matt G, good morning to Thracian, to Olu, to Jonti. Uh, we've got Skynet, Viraj, uh, we've got Adam, Marcus, Mr. Ginger Goonar, uh, we've got Jose, G. Norburn, Stevie, Christopher, Afsar. Uh, we've got MFB, uh, Rich Carne, Jamie Baker, and uh in there as well. Or Anacrusus, Anacrusus, Anacrusus. That's a puzzle. I don't know. I d- <laughs> I've no idea. Dana, good morning to you. Chris P, good morning to you. Uh, good morning to everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. As per, uh, really appreciate it as always. There's a slight echo apparently. Why is there a, why is there a slight echo sound? It's Is it? Oh. Oh, I know why. This is why. (laughs) Basically, what I was doing was, hold on, give me a second. Uh, There we go. You should be able to hear me better now. (laughs) It's because this mic I have sitting on the table, which is part of the headphones that I usually wear. Um, I only have, well, I have two USB ports, as most laptops do, but one of my USB ports is taken up by, like, a Splitter with like the headphones the mic the camera everything else and i was downloading the clips from the six aside yesterday for the channel uh for the arsenal way and uh, just forgot to plug the mic in classic classic mistake classic mistake i'm hoping that yesterday's show on the arsenal lounge wasn't done like that the whole time but i don't maybe it was <laughs> Now I think about it, maybe it was. good morning to everybody. I hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Uh, Let's jump and always say to the Arsenal way, do subscribe. I'll be live there this morning with Chris and Bailey talking about all the latest uh, Arsenal news and stuff. Uh, So make sure you tune us over there. Tune us? Tune into us. That's what I meant. Link in the description as always. And as per, please, if you haven't already, go and uh, donate to Vinny's. 5k every day in january run supporting McMillan cancer support link as per in the video description as soon as we get to that 10k come on we gotta get into that 10k anyway articles that went out yesterday from myself some interesting pieces talking about the one billion uh arsenal have spent uh in the transfer we're going to talk a little bit about that in a second uh we've also got updates on edu and what he will do with the likes effect of bellerin and reese nelson and what he needs to do with those players in the summer and how he's going to get back some of the money for a summer uh spending spree that has been reported about as you've all seen the 180 million war chest as it's been reported uh how much i buy into that is another thing but uh we're going to need to make some money back and we need to improve with our sales. So in certainly looking at some of the players that could make us some money in the summer and then the benefits of uh, Mohamed Neni returning to the squads as well was discussed in another piece as well as a couple of other things as well. Well, we start off though with a congratulations to Mohamed El Nenny, who made it into the African Cup of Nations uh, best 11 of uh, yeah the AFCON tournament. So, that's a congratulations to him. I know, know SOFA score also did one that nicholas Pepe was in and that El wasn't. So, El and Pepe representing Arsenal fantastically well throughout the tournaments. Fair play to those two. Uh, commiserations to Oneni, of course, not winning the competition as a whole. Um, But fair play for getting uh, into the team of the tournament. Uh, Gabriel Martinelli was presented with his Professional Football Association uh, Player of the Month for December. Uh, He obviously won the award above plenty of other players, above the likes of Raheem Sterling, who won the uh, Premier League Player of the Month award during December. So clearly was appreciated by the PFA set of things over the epl it seems um and really interestingly mackenough who is one of our youngsters has joined uh as we've gone on loan basically uh to ireland uh, where he will compete for the rest of the season and uh for me mackenough is a player that he only played one game this league season for the under 23s i think he only got like 20 something minutes in the team which is uh, yeah, you see this with youngsters. Sometimes they stick around a bit longer uh, than others. We just—I mean—we just got rid of Ilyev, who's now 26. I think he's just signed with a Slovakian team, um, but we got rid of him in January. Uh, but McEnough, Jordan McInerney, is uh, someone that was thought of really highly, but I'm not sure if it's going to work out for him at Arsenal. And now he's gone on loan to Ireland, uh, where he will spend the rest of the season. Not sure how long is left on his contract. Um, I think he's I can't remember who he signed I remember the post from Arsenal when he signed his professional deal with the club and it was with a couple of players who've gone on to do big things uh, well in the context of the youth system so uh Best of luck to him, though. Fingers crossed he can turn his, his young Arsenal career around in Ireland and uh, can come back uh, refreshed and ready to to crack on with his Arsenal career. Lucas Pere- Lucas Pereira, Lucas Torreira, meanwhile, uh, he will be in discussions with Arsenal. Despite the fact that Arsenal have this kind of clause in the contract that sent him on loan to Fiorentina, uh, supposedly Arsenal and Fiorentina are set t- uh, for talks to discuss a permanent move. That concerns me. I'll be very real with you. It concerns me that they're going to sit down for talks because if they are going to sit down for talks, it means that would they not be negotiating a lower fee than the clause in his contract? Why would you have to sit down for talks if there's already an agreed clause in the deal? So that that news makes me a bit nervous that we're going to get even less for Lucas Torreira than we previously agreed. Look, if you're don't want to pay the option... We just sold our hands up and say, look, if you don't want to pay the option, you don't get him. It's as simple as that. If you want him, you have to pay for him. And they've just sold Dusan Vlaovic for a ridiculous amount of money. Um, so they have money available. They can buy Lucas Torreira, you would imagine. So why they they would try to negotiate a I don't know this for fact, by the way. It just doesn't make any sense to, to be in talks over a player that there's an option in his contract. Just pay the option. And if you don't pay the option, you don't get the player. It's... As simple as that. Maybe we bring him back if you can't afford him and reintegrate him into the squad. Meanwhile, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang uh, came up in the news, of course, yesterday. uh, Quite a lot, in fact, uh, because of the the tattoo on his arm that has obviously got and caught interest of a lot of Arsenal supporters. Look, I've been critical of of the words that he said, and I still am critical of some of the stuff that he said. But what I will say for Aubameyang is look, he clearly cares about Arsenal he's clearly always uh, going to appreciate the time that he spent at the club Uh, but it is time for Arsenal to move on from Aubameyang and to move on from uh, this period of time 7 million quid still Arsenal are going to be spending on his wages until the end of the season but Aubameyang look, it's time in the sun at Arsenal is done and we need to move on from this and so does he Uh, but at least he will hopefully remember back on his Arsenal years fondly Uh, he got a couple of trophies as well Pablo Marie has been speaking uh, about his time at Arsenal since uh, moving on loan to Udinese he says I haven't had any luck at Arsenal but when I've been on the pitch I think I've given a very good level in the end there comes a point where you have to make decisions I don't blame him for going on loan he wasn't getting regular minutes he's you know he's mid to moving his mid to late uh, late 20s now he's going to be wanting to pay Uh, rather play, as as much as feasibly possible. So going on loan made sense, and I don't blame him for that at all. Uh, (laughs) I don't... I'm just reading the comment section. Um, But Pablo Murray is a player that when he played for us, there was a couple of good performances, a couple of bad performances. The Brentford game wasn't good. The Chelsea game wasn't good either. But I don't hold those against him. Um, He cost us more than what we should have paid. He came in at a time when we needed depth at centre-back. And hopefully, in the summer, after a loan move to Udinese, he can get us a significant transfer fee in the summer because he's still under a decent level of contract. So, you'd hope that we would be able to get a decent fee for him and at least recoup what we paid in the summer uh, after the loan fee. That was quite. I think the loan fee ended up being more than the transfer fee. I think the loan fee was something like 7 million quid, and the transfer fee was like 5 million quid. So it was a little bit of a, a strange one when we signed him from flamengo anyway let's move on to our penultimate story now a few of you tweeted me this i woke up to a few tweets saying tom bruno gimelash has been talking about arsenal and i read the story and the interview and i read the piece in the telegraph um i don't i don't think he was i don't think he addresses arsenal now you would have to tell me uh, in the chat box if this is like, if if i've missed A quote, but he was asked about Arsenal. He was asked why he chose Newcastle over Arsenal, but he never referenced Arsenal. Only the interviewee or interviewer, I suppose, did. He says, we are definitely going to be a club that is going to be a big power in world football, Uh, he said when asked why he had rejected interest from Arsenal to sign from Newcastle. By the way, Arsenal never bids. All these stories, like Arsenal were interested. Arsenal, yeah, we've been tracking him for a while, but Arsenal never bids, never bids. As far as we're aware, there was no bid that went to Lyon from Arsenal whatsoever. We did not move in to Lyon and say, here's an offer for Bruno Guimaraes." He didn't choose Newcastle over Arsenal. He chose Newcastle over no one. No one else came in for him. Arsenal had interest in him, but never bid for him during this January window. So any questions saying why he chose Newcastle over Arsenal? Um just wasn't there uh, the the line from The Telegraph says the Brazil International had been watched by most of the elite European clubs but Newcastle were able to persuade Leon to sell in January before others including Arsenal and Juventus could make their move like in the same article it says it was before Arsenal and Juventus could make and let's be real if Arsenal wanted him they could have got him they had the money they bid a significant amount to try and negotiate with Izak to get his price down. If they wanted to spend the money on Bruno Gimelaish, and I believe they should have, like they absolutely should have signed him. I wanted to sign Bruno Gimelaish. He's a fantastic player and he's going to do, a, I hope that, it, oh, I, do I hope he does wonders at Newcastle? Because I kind of want him to go down. Just because of all the salty Newcastle fans and a lot of my tactical breakdown videos of Bruno <laughs> over the last couple of weeks that I keep getting popping up on my screen. It's it's ridiculous. Layla says, respectfully, Tom, what is your problem? <laughs> Players are not slaves and should be able to speak. I said anything about this when have I said anything about Bruno Gimelaas I suppose you're asking about uh Anza niles and now Abameyang. I disagree with what Abameyang said I don't think Abameyang uh needed to bring up Arteta in his unveiling of that but anyway we're going off on a tangent Bruno Gimolash we never bidded for him we never went in for him in January Newcastle went in for him they got the player we should have got in for him he's a very good player but uh you know, <laughs> It is what it is. Uh, He didn't address Arsenal. The interviewer apparently asked him about Arsenal, but he didn't actually name Arsenal in this, so I'm not going to lose my head about it whatsoever. Uh, (laughs) It is what it is. Moving on to the final story of the day. Actually, penultimate story, I suppose. I've got to talk about our billion euro reveal uh christopher Nkunku is set to remain with uh, rb leipzig uh, their executives come out and said that he will be with them next season despite interest from arsenal previously arsenal tried to sign him from psg in i want to say 2020 uh the transfer window where we just couldn't really bring anyone in um and he will remain with rb leipzig I, th- I think it was actually 2019 sorry that we tried to sign him in january didn't happen we signed denis suarez <laughs> instead And uh, it wasn't a particularly great into the season for Unai Emery, uh, who lost in the Europa League final and, in my opinion, cost us the top four place with silly rotation towards the end of that Premier League season as well. But Nkunku will be remaining with RB Leipzig into next season. So any hope Arsenal had of signing him or reigniting their interest in the Frenchman is certainly down the pan, it seems. And lastly, the last story to talk about is this 1 billion euro spending that Arsenal have put themselves in, uh, basically. And in fact, I've got the uh, the figures on my screen. In fact, I'll share my screen with you so you can see it. i just share Chrome tab. This one? This looks like the one. Yes. So, um, in terms of the big five leagues, since the summer of 2012, this comes from uh, the CIES Football Observatory, Arsenal rank 11th in all of world clubs of how much, or in the big five leagues, I should say, of how much has been spent over those years spending 1.29 million euros and only earning back 446 million euros in the context of the premier league arsenal are third they've spent more than everton Aston the villa who by the way interestingly are fourth and fifth in this list of how much has been spent oh sorry that's not true let me go on it again uh Arsenal rank in terms of spent fifth uh, behind Liverpool, Man United, Chelsea and Manchester City. When it comes down to in terms of how much net has been spent, Arsenal ranks stupidly amongst this list uh, for kind of the net spending. But Arsenal rank fifth. Uh, oh, here we go. Balance. Yeah. So Arsenal are third in terms of their net spend. 583 million euros compared to Man United's 1.75 billion and Manchester City's 984 million euros. Next is Everton and Aston Villa who are in the 400s. Chelsea are in the just in the 400s because Chelsea have spent 1.614 mil, billion, sorry, euros and they've earned 1.201 billion euros. Chelsea have done fantastically well in the market in buying and selling and we know that they've used the low market's their advantage. But Arsenal need to sort this out because we have talked for time after time after time about how much Arsenal have needed to spend. You know, the you spend, we spend. The good friend Mo was behind lots of the net spend jokes and stuff like that. But Arsenal's spending has been ridiculous over the last 12, uh, 12, nine, I suppose, years. Since 2012, since the last, last nine years, our spending has been absolutely ridiculous. We've invested a stupid amount of money into players that have not progressed us forwards in any shape or form 40 I mean I wrote the piece that came out this morning and I listed off all the players that we have bought that have not reflected their transfer fee let me talk you through this list because it's ridiculous Callum Chambers 18.21 million look Callum Chambers left for two odd million quid he's not uh, he's not been reflective of that 18.21 you can say he's been an okay player but 18 million quid you know, even in today's money, that would have got you Arta Cabral in this market. Danny Welbeck, £18 million. Pounds. Gabriel Paulista, £13.5 million. Matteo Debushi, £13.5 million. Pounds. Petr Cech, £12.6 million. Pounds. Granit Xhaka, £40.5 million. Squadron Mustafi, £36.9 million. Pounds. Lucas Perez, £18 million. Pounds. Takuma Asano, £3.6 million. Pounds. £3.6 million for Takuma Asano, left for nothing or near to nothing. Alexandre Lacazette, 47.7 million. Henrik Mkhitaryan left a 30.6 million pound deal in which we received that money back for Alexis Sanchez in kind of a swap deal, but that money's on the books at 30.6 million pounds according to Transfer Lucas Torreira, 25.79 million. Bert Leno, 22.5 million. Socrates, 14.4 million. Nicolas Pepe, 72 million. Pablo Marie, 12.6 million, including loan and buyer fee. William Saliba, I've put on this list because we've not seen him yet, £27 million. These players have not reflected the value that we pay for them. William Saliba hasn't been given a chance yet, in fairness to him, but I put him on this list because it's an amount of money that we've outlaid on a player that has not, you know, we've not seen a return on that investment yet for Arsenal. Not his fault. But he still makes this list. And this doesn't include the wages of those players. It doesn't include the wages of players like Stefan Listeiner, Seja Kolasinac, Cedric Suarez, Willian. It doesn't include any of the wages of those players. And yet that comes to a total of 427.4 million pounds spent on players that did not progress us, did not move us forwards. I don't think those players have taken us to the steps that we need to. Players that like Yang, I feel, reflected their value. People disagree with me about certain players and that's fine. Everyone's entitled to their opinion and feel free to leave a comment in the comment section of any players that you do disagree with. I don't think Burton Leno at £22.5 million has reflected his value because at 29 years of age, if he reflected his value, we'd sell him for that same amount. But we're not going to do that we're going to sell him for about 12 million quid and we spent 24 million pounds in the end to buy a goalkeeper that's better. So how can anyone sit there and tell me that 22.5 million pounds was worth it for Bert Leno when we've had to spend 24 million pounds a couple of seasons later to bring in someone better and then we're going to let Bert Leno go for 12 odd million quid. I I don't see how that argument works when you've had to spend more on a goalkeeper. And to be fair, sell a goalkeeper in Emmy Martinez, who I believe ended up probably being the better keeper of the two. So I, I just don't get what the argument was. Thracian says Torreira was considered a good buyer, he just didn't settle in England. But again, we can have these comments about players, but the money that we spent on Torreira has not been returned. We have not seen a, a, a reflection of that investment on that player. No matter what we think about the players as individuals, and no matter what their actual quality may be when they go elsewhere, the return that Arsenal have got on that investment, regardless of the player, you know, we haven't seen a return. And that's why I get, not defensive, but that's why I'm appreciative of what we did in 2021 and in the summer of 2021, is that we've invested money in six players, 150 million quid's worth of players, who I feel at this moment in time are reflecting that investment that will make do on that investment. I like what I, I think that Ramsdale, I think that Tomiyasu uh, have definitely exceeded that value so far. It may dip. I mean, Torreira, I thought, exceeded his value in his first season, but it can dip. But at this moment in time, I think they're reflecting very well on their value. Martin Odegaard looks an absolute steal for 30 million quid. To think that we would have had to pay 80 million pounds for James Madison, and we probably would have had to pay upwards of that, upwards of at least 70 million to get him and we paid nearly a third of that price on Martin Odegaard, looks ridiculously good business. And whilst we complain and we moan about the January window and the fact that we didn't bring any players in, I sat on the Arsenal lounge last week on deadline day, and I moaned about the fact that we didn't bring anyone in, because I do think there are players that moved during this window that would have improved the squad and helped us towards our targets. Whilst I am critical of those moves for players that would have progressed the squad, I don't think there was really anyone available during the January window that we could get for a reasonable and reflective figure of their quality that would have improved the first 11. We talk about Isaac, but he wasn't worth 75 million pounds. I'm glad that we didn't panic buy. I'm glad that we didn't overspend. I'm glad that we didn't do the the silly things that we've done in the past. And that's why I'm still very much reflecting on that window and thinking if it sets us up for another summer window where we invest smartly getting players with the right significant figure don't go big on big wages of a player that's only going to regress from here then I'm more positive about the things that we do so that's that's where I'm at right now with the squads that's where I feel about the team and how much we've spent and that we're doing things in the last 18 months to change the mistakes from 2012 onwards to try and turn things around. The risk that we have is that we have an inexperienced coach, Mikel Arteta, that's leading this project. If we had a very experienced Antonio Conte-style coach, I would be more confident about the where we're going. Although, saying that Conte himself has spent a lot of money on players and then left teams. But the issue with an inexperienced coach like Arteta having this role is that there is unpredictability about it. There isn't the same amount of guarantees as that you might have from other coaches that's the issue but there are lots of things to be positive about with um with our tenure and with the identification alongside edu that we've made mistakes in the market and that we needed to move forward to be fair neil bruno gimolais is the exception on this bruno gimolais for me at 40 million pounds is a player that we could have got that would have improved the squad however we all know that the striker position was the priority And if they couldn't get the striker in they wanted, they were always going to struggle to invest heavily on a midfielder. And by the time that that they got to the end of the window and that the Vlaovic kind of situation was dead, Bruno was already on his way to Newcastle. So that's kind of the issue with that. Anyway, that's my rant and rave about that. We're going to jump to your questions in the chat box. So if you have got any, throw them in now and we'll go through as many of them as feasibly possible. (laughs) Let's jump into the chat. Uh, Lucas says, uh, only profit we have made is of Joe Willock and Emi Martinez as well because obviously we signed him for ridiculously nothing and sold him for like 18 to 20 million pounds. So Emi Martinez and Joe Willock are the only things that we've really got to show for our sales. And that's another area that we need to improve on. We need in the summer to get a decent fee for Bert Leno. We need to get a decent fee for Hector Bellerin, for Reece Nelson, for Ainsley Maitland-Niles. We need to get good money for these players. We may not be able to but over the next decade all the way through to 2030 Arsenal need to be a team where they're no longer the laughing stock of the sales market. Arsenal need to be in a position where they are moving players on for significant figures that progress what they can do in the transfer market instead of just allowing players to leave for free. I don't have too much of an issue with the players that we've let go for nothing because they were brought in by a previous regime that overspent on those players in a COVID hit market now. You weren't going to get money for a Bamiang you weren't going to get money for Socrates, for Mustafi for Ozil with the length of time on their contract with the situation that they're in you just weren't going to get the money for them there are things that we've made mistakes with Mavropanos for example is one Genduzi, you could argue that at the time that we let him go to Herta Belid on loan still was was ostracized was exiled any word you want to use but nine million quids not reflective of his qualities absolutely worth upwards of 20 million pounds without a shadow of a doubt but the situation meant that we weren't able to get any more than that. Uh, Viraj, uh, Nicolas, Nicolas Pepe. Mikel Arteta's press conference is tomorrow. So hopefully we'll get an update on Tommy Asu then. Uh, and we'll have our preview show tomorrow evening as well. By the way, tonight we will be doing another Twitter space. I'm trying to coin the phrase TGT Twitter Tuesdays or something like that. Triple T triple t <laughs> so we're going to do tgt twitter space tuesdays uh if the best as i can i really enjoyed the first one we did so if you're around this evening probably about seven ish uh we'll probably do our twitter space then uh seven to late or onwards we'll see how many people tune in and how long it goes on for but uh that's when we're going to try and do our twitter spaces so seven o'clock i'll be tweeting out earlier in the day so you know what it's going to be so you can tune in or get involved but uh yeah please please do uh, Thracian King says who is going to pay 10 million plus for Reese Nelson no one will well let's see what happens in the rest of his loan deal at uh, at Nords. if it goes well who knows maybe someone will pay a decent figure Aya says uh, what worries me is the priority of a striker over a midfield when Arsenal clearly needs a centre mid that controls tempo besides Jacker, no striker will make an impact if our midfield can't get the ball to him I do disagree I think the striker is absolutely the priority I think you look at the game against Manchester City Jacker and Partey played brilliantly together that game other than the i mean obviously the jack a penalty but just looking at the the performance of the players prior to the penalty being given away it showed what that pair can do they did it again in the north london derby earlier in the season as well so we have that pairing that can work we have lukonga as backup if we need him but the striker is the problem our strikers have scored three goals in the premier league between them the ones that we have that's not enough that's nowhere near enough striker is absolutely the priority for me um, Layla says should a player bought for 50 million be a better player than a player bought for 60 million obviously not it depends it value is reflective of a player's contract length of a player's age of a player's quality potential um, of the player's personality uh, like if they've got a history of, of disciplinary issues that's going to lower their fee even if they're better than a player so the value of a player regarding the money that they're paid for doesn't always reflect how good they are a 50 million pound player may be better than a 60 million pound player depending on the length of contracts depending on the player's age depending on their potential so that's always something you need to take into account football isn't binary uh it's not one value is worth one player diallo says tom which of the young academy boys do you see breaking into the first team next year any good fullbacks coming through yeah ryan alabiosu is a really interesting player plays in kind of wing back can play right back but he is very offensive can play right wing If we change to a 3-4-3 or a 3-5-2 or a 3-4-1-2, I could see Alabiosi maybe getting an opportunity at right wing back. Very interesting player. Seven assists. He's now on loan at Crewe for the second half of the season, so let's see how he gets on in League One. Troy says, do you think if we sell holding next season that we will bring in a new centre-back to use one of the youngsters as fourth choice? I think that if we sell holding, we will bring someone in. I don't think Omar Rekic is ready yet um, to play. So I think that we would bring someone in. But Saliba is still returning, of course. So we need to remember that, absolutely. Adam says, is the relationship with Leon strained? With a reported 20% sell-on fee, was Bruno worth it, even if we were probably being able to negotiate a better deal than Newcastle? Yeah, look, sell-on clauses are always inserted into, I mean, th- pretty much these days, clubs always want to put sell-on clauses. And elect would have put a sell-on clause into La Conga. I imagine that Benfica would have done the same thing for Nuno. Uh, it's just common practice that sell on clauses are inserted into deals these days. Bruno would have been worth it. And look, a sell clause doesn't mean you have to sell the player either. So you can keep them. And once you agree a new contract with them, it's, it's a very different thing. So I don't think there's too much of an issue had we have bought him in this window whatsoever. Uh, Neil says, Are fans not trying to find excuses for Arsenal's lack of transfers for false positivity? No, I don't think so. I think the excuse I don't I think there is no excuse for not signing someone like a Cabral, not signing someone like a Bruno Gimelaich. But I think there is absolutely fair game to point out that Arsenal didn't make the mistakes of overspending or panicking. And if they weren't sure about a player, they didn't just panic and get them anyway or make a mistake in the market in regards to the buying of anyone that they shouldn't have done. So no, Neil, I don't think so. I think people use the word excuses far too liberally um, and inaccurately, to be honest. A lot of people use the word excuse to try and justify their own argument, when actually an excuse is a genuine reason given by someone in an argument. Um, Dersh says, we need to move Xhaka on and replace him with better. I definitely agree. Uh, in the summer, we should be replacing Xhaka with somebody better. Fingers crossed we can. Vuk said, it's not our money. That is the problem of club management and it hinders our club's progress. I sometimes say it's not our money. That's how I justify things. But when you reflect on those deals and think 75 million pounds for Alexander Izak, no thank you. He's not worth. I'm not going to pay more than I've ever paid for a player on someone who scored four La Liga goals this season. 17 last season and broke into the, season, the team the season before. But I'd be willing to invest a certain figure on a player that's got potential like his but I would not be willing to invest nearly more than double his market value. It's just not worth it. It's just, It's just simply not worth it. Uh, Thracian says tom you've gone against your own argument about selling values if it is dependent on age contract length etc then you can't complain about a lot of our business i absolutely can Thracian. in fact what i'll do for you is i'll go through each one of those players that i just talked about uh let me scroll up callum chambers 18.21 million never reflected that potential that we invested 18.21 in I don't think he improved, to be honest, that much from the point at which we signed him. I never really saw a huge track of a progress from him. Danny Welbeck, 18 million pounds signed, 18 million quid for a backup striker is something that you can buy you an improvement on your forwards. And I mean, Danny Welbeck came in when Olivier Giroud was our striker, who we signed for about 12 million quid. That's an example of business that's worth the investment. Olivier Giroud's got over 100 goals for Arsenal, 12 million quid. That's a good return. Danny Welbeck for six million quid more than Giroud. Not worth it. Gabriel Paulista, 13.5 million pounds. We could have spent that on someone that was more consistent, that didn't get sent off in important matches at Stamford Bridge. Like, it, we, we could have done better on the 13.5 million. Matteo Debussy, unfortunately got injured, but factually did not return on that investment. Petacek at 12.6 million pounds. Did he really improve us more than what Szczesny was giving us? Was it really worth moving Szczesny out when Petacek came in and didn't improve our goalkeeping situation? Not for me, anyway. Didn't improve on the goalkeeper situation all that much. Granite Xhaka, £40.5 million. Pounds. Need I say more? Squadron Mustafi, £36.9 million. Pounds. Need I say more? Lucas Perez, £18 million. Pounds. Didn't play him. Couldn't re- return on the investment. Takuma Asano, £3.6 million. Alexandra Lacazette came in as a 25 year old for t- uh, £47.7 million. Pounds. In that moment, you may have said his market value was £47.7 million. Pounds. But he has not reflected that. He has not reflected that amount of money more than we paid for Mesut Özil just a few years prior. Like we, he has not reflected that value in my opinion at all. Lucas Torreira for twenty five point seven nine million pounds. He's leaving a couple of years later for twelve to thirteen million quid. Three years later, and he's in his mid twenties. Burnt Leno, a 26, 25, 26 year old when we bought him. For 22.5 million, we're selling him at 29, which is peak years for a goalkeeper for probably half that price, if that. And we've had to spend 24 million pounds to buy a replacement for him of a younger player. So I'm sorry, Thracian, but I think it was Thracian that threw the question in. But it's not going back against my own argument values is dependent on lots of things but they still need to be reflective of what the return that you get on those players if you don't get a return on those players then you've not had a good investment Aya says amid is more important because our biggest issue this season has been creativity i think our biggest issue this season has been goals saka martinelli odegaard smith Rowe, we've created chances we've not taken them look at the burnley game lacazette scores that chance we you know we're in it. Lacazette scores that chance against Liverpool at one nil down, and we're back in the League Cup semi-final. Aubameyang's missed a ridiculous amount of chances. Think about uh, the Brighton game. Smith Rowe could have scored in that moment when he was through clean on goal, or could have played in someone else. Although to be fair, I think that's harsh. Even I argue that was harsh. But we've created chances, we've just not scored them. And when you're a team with low XG, with a team with a low chance creation, a low XA and low XG. I'm sorry, but a striker does make a whole host of difference. A whole host of difference. Um, let's scroll down a little bit more. Uh, let's see if anyone's coming back about these arguments. Vinny says, Tom, can you review our signings from the last two seasons and give your view on if the money looks to be better spent? Certainly something I'd be absolutely up for doing. Um, yeah, look, Thracian King, it might be in a season's time that I look back on the parte deal and say that it is. Difference is, is that I'm looking at this from the perspective of where we are right now. Partey, there's not enough evidence for me to suggest that it wasn't worth the money or that it is. If we get into the top four this season and Thomas Partey has been a mainstay in our midfield and has been the best midfielder at the club this season, which there is an argument to suggest that he could be up there, but I think that probably highlights how poor our midfield's been in general, to be fair. I think Samuel Laconga's arguably got an argument to be our best midfielder this season. But Partey still stands out in plenty of games. If we end up in the top four and Partey is our best midfielder then the 50 million pounds you'd have to argue has been worth that investment because he's taken us to the level that we wanted to get to um maya says how did you reach how did you reach to million for leno that's just kind of the figures that are being banded around he's got a year left on his deal we're not going to renew the clubs that are in for him are looking at it about that figure. That's my estimate. It's not based on anything specifically. It's just an estimate of what I think he's going to go for. Um, I who's going to pay 20 million for a year left on Bert Leno's contract? Camille's, uh, or Camille says, do you think Aziz is Mikel's plans? Unlike other recalled players, he didn't go back out on loan and I don't think he would have been hard to find a club for. I think that Aziz will be in his plans next season maybe, but... This summer, I think, that, or this January, I just think they've wanted to ensure that he was playing regularly and he will do for the under-23. So there is that as well. Uh, Afsar says, who is going to score the goals for the next 17 games? Well, hopefully, about, Lacazette turns around and has a blinder of a second half of the season. That's what we've got to hope for. That's what we've got to pray that we have that. Um, that we really hope that we've got a Lacazette that's motivated, even though he's got six months left on his contract. That's why I think that we made a mistake of going for someone like Anato Cabral. That's, I really think we should have gone for someone like that, just to bring in a bit of extra firepower. We're losing Nketiah and Lacazette. What's wrong with bringing in the second striker during this January window? I really don't think that there is any issue with that. We're going to wrap things up there thank you so much guys for tuning in as per leave your comments in the comment section below about what you think about what i've said if you've only listened to a portion of what i said maybe go and watch back the whole show uh i often find that comments are answered by stuff that i say in the show that have been said 10 minutes prior so do take the time to listen to all the opinions before uh jumping on with a huge critical comment in the comment section uh, do drop a like on the video and subscribe if you're new i'll be live on the arsenal way in just under an hour's time It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you uh, and it always is. Uh, I'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal and join me in the evening for the Twitter space, seven o'clock UK time. See you soon, guys. Have a great day. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute.